Hello and welcome to the Vistamar Podcast, Halloween edition. My name's Joshua and I'll be the host for this episode. I'm joined by... Logan. Jessica. Other Jessica. Eli. Ms. Galvan. Jennifer. And Joey. Alright, so for our first subject, we're going to do some spooky stories with Jessica. You know how we watch those scary movies and it's all pretend? Sometimes things can happen that you can't explain, and that's way scarier. Well, one of those things happened to me and my family. I had been researching Ouija boards for some time. I was curious. And when researching, you'll come across one name that you must stay away from. Zozo. You always must remember to end the session once he makes himself known to you. But you must remember to play it outside and never inside your house. So I finally convinced my family to get us a Ouija board. So we did it outside in our backyard with candles. My oldest brother, Nicholas, my older sister, Natalie, my middle brother, Connor, and I were the ones doing the session. My parents were just observing. My oldest brother was skeptical. He told me, this is all a joke. You're probably going to move it. Well, let me let you on on a little secret. I did move it, but not in the way the planchette ended up going. I was moving it to the opposite side. I asked, are you from the sun? or the moon. Knowing the sun means a good spirit, the spirit said sun. So we continue on. I then asked, what is your name? All of us were spelling out the letters together. We spelled out F-O-O-F-O-O. Nicholas said, I knew this was fake. What kind of name is that? All of a sudden, there was a loud shrieking noise. It was like screaming from behind a plant. It had red lights. We looked all over and saw a black shadowy figure. We jumped, but it was nothing but a Halloween decoration my dad bought to scare us. The next question I asked, I regretted it for a long time. I asked, is Zozo nearby? We spelled out together, Y, E, S. Then everything went wrong. First, my dog started whimpering and staring at an empty corner. Then the temperature changed in a snap. That was when the words were spelling out Z-O-Z-O. My sister yelled, it's Zozo. That's when we heard the scream again. We looked over and saw the doll went off again. Then we looked at my dad and he said, I was over here the whole time. I never touched it. He was on the opposite side of the couch. We finally were able to close it out. We left to go talk inside. Looking up Fufu, we found that the doll my dad had bought was called the Fufu doll. And when we clicked on the page to buy the doll, it said, this page does not exist. So that was my first experience with the Ouija board. I expected it to be scary, but not as scary as it was because something happened that we can never explain. That was way scarier than I could have ever imagined. All right, so what are your guys' like favorite form of like horror entertainment? I don't normally like horror um, simply because I have no strength, like mental strength to even process horror. Um, but one of my favorite things is like video games um, simply because there's like this type of immersion that you just, I feel like I just can't get from anything else. And it's really sick. Honestly, yeah, I think horror and video games work very well together because it's like it, it it makes it easier for you to end up getting scared because you're more immersed in it mm-hmm. than like seeing a person on a screen you know yeah 
because even if you know something's gonna happen in the game it, like when you're actually inside the game you're not expecting it to happen at all like even if you exactly. watch videos on it mm -hmm. you're not gonna be prepared you couldn't like try to like prepare yourself as much possible it's like no nah, this is still gonna be scary the sound aspect too that's like the biggest thing the sound like honestly like like if i were to think like playing like dead by daylight having like working on like a generator or something and then like some killer is you can hear like like heartbeat and then like do fragments mm -hmm. of like a theme song or something it's it's like crazy especially when it's something like i don't know like michael myers where this where he could like you he can like sneak up on you and you wouldn't even like notice he's there it's like it's crazy am i the only one who watched paranormal investigations on youtube because those are creepy and um i've also watched the conjuring movies and uh, the Annabelle movies, and I would say that the Conjuring movies are way scarier than the Annabelle movies, from my personal experience. I think the like the most recent horror movie I've watched is I I need to get to like Conjuring and Annabelle and stuff like that. But the most recent horror movie that I've watched is The Shining. I love that movie so much. I think that's like my favorite movie to watch, even if it's not like Halloween time. I don't know. It's also good to watch during the winter. I just love the entire aspect of that movie. I tried watching it, um, but as soon as the blood started coming out of the elevator, I was out. On, on a funny story, I was wearing a mask that had the shining carpet design for an entire year before somebody told me, uh, do you mean to be wearing a, a, a mask that's the carpet of the shining hotel? And I'm like, uh, no, I did not. I just liked it because it was orange. While watching those movies, well, I got into those movies because it was Halloween time and I wanted something to scare me because the PG-13 movies weren't cutting it. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Let's go to R-rated movies because they are way scarier. And the first ever horror movie I've ever seen that was rated R was actually the first ever Annabelle movie. And I, when I went, when I was watching that movie, I was thinking there, right there at the end, this wasn't that scary. Why is it rated R? What's it about? I don't get what the... Annabelle, the, uh, the doll who is possessed by a demon. Well, like, uh, the, the doll is a conduit of a demon. After you watch the first one, then you want to watch the second one, right? And I moved to the second one. And let's just say, they went up like 10 times the scary as the first one. They had this whole scene where a demon was taking over a child. And that, that scene just stayed in my mind for a long time. And then I watched the third one, and I'm like, oh, okay, then they went back to non-scary. Then, <laughs> what, the second one, oh, Annabelle Creation. That one, that one is one of the scariest movies I've seen. Honestly, it gets really scary. It gets, like, really, like, messed up once they bring in a child, because, like, I, it's, it's something I've heard of. It's, like, child, children kind of, like, re represent, like, this form of innocence and, like, killing, like, a child. Um, sounds horrible out of context but like killing a child in like a movie it, it kind of like disturbs people because it's like killing that form of innocence one thing that horror movies do that i love is um use innocent songs and make them creepy all of the stuff with like the uh nursery rhymes so creepy the um the one that they used in animal creation was uh my little sunshine and that song, every single time I hear that song now, I think of that creepy scene that they used it in, and it makes my heart start pounding. <laughs> There's stuff like the um, the Freddy Krueger lullaby, where it's like one, two, Freddy's coming for you. There's stuff like that. It's like, it's innocent, but it's like it's like they 
you could somehow like twist it to make it scary. Yeah, it's the stuff that you like associate with like just innocence and like purity, and then they just turn it into like the most twisted, terrifying things. Uh, also, like the I think the higher pitches in children's songs because you usually use a softer voice when you're s- talking or singing with children makes it. I don't something about that makes it easier to turn really creepy. Just um. I'm going back to Annabelle Creation because uh, that movie is just scary as heck. And um, uh, every single t- no, 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 no. <laughs> With you singing that like that, it reminds me of the child who is possessed by Annabelle. The the real story of Annabelle is less creepy. They they exaggerated it, but um, and they made the doll way creepier. In the original story, it was a rag doll. You can read up on Ed and Lorraine Warren and the true stories of The Conjuring. Um, so there's like a scientific name for it. I don't remember it, but it there's something that uh, humans associate with uh, non-human things. The closer they look to human, the more creeped out you get. So that's why people, that's why there's always the creepy dolls and stuff like that. It's because the more human, the human features, but the fact that it's not human really, really messes with your brain and freaks you out. Uh, I forgot the name of the scientific thing, but it's like a whole psychology thing. It's really interesting. Coming from the editor, it is actually called Uncanny Valley or Uncanny. Now, some of you like kind of more old school um, horror movies. Y'all want to talk about that? Sure. I think one of my favorite old school horror movies is definitely Friday the 13th. I think the original one is definitely better than than the spinoffs because the spinoffs are a little cheesy. But in the beginning one... Since you, like, always know about Jason from, like, the media and stuff, you don't expect it to... I hope I'm not spoiling for anyone. If I am, club with your ears. Um, so in the first one, it's actually Jason's mother who's the killer. And that's the thing that, like, most people don't know when they first watch it. So, and Jason had, in the first one, died when he was young. And so the mom wants to go back and, like, kill all the counselors because they're, like mistreating children you know what i mean just like they didn't take care of her son so she's all mad getting her little revenge or whatever and at the end she dies but jason as a full-grown man comes out of the lake which he drowned in and that kind of like leads on to like the next movies so i love those movies so much especially the endings because every time it ends with like him jumping out of the lake and stuff when you think he dies so and you like expect it to come but you don't at the same time which makes it so much better I, I, I haven't really like dabbled that much into the new horror because because new horror you know but it's always like they take there's like they're way more like interesting than like, older films like of course it's not as interesting as like I don't know like the thing or shining it's not but like I think as a whole like it's they're way more interesting because a lot of older like horror movies or a lot of like slashers like you have there's a lot of slashers which was basically just scary guy in a mask or scary guy in a fedora or something kills people and then that's pretty much it it's really interesting to see how much horror movies have changed over the years i'm going to sound very young right now and say in the old movies even though they were like less than 50 years ago uh they used gore and more of like just straight up blunt in the face this person is going to kill you vibes at modern, more modern uh, horror is more of like you don't exactly know what's happening. It's just like an eerie creepiness. Uh, we also have more technology, so we can use better sounds and visuals and stuff like that. Even lack of visuals, we're good at uh, looking at the psychology of certain things. 
and seeing like what things really really freak people out so like creepy noises uh not exactly knowing where the threat is coming from or if the threat is coming from all sides and not being able to deal with it or like a, a just big force that you're just not able to handle uh, that's how usually they do horror nowadays and it's pretty cool to look at how it's changed over the years i want to bring it into a, a movie that is 14 years old and the funny thing is because the title is room 1408 it's a pretty scary movie it's rated pg-13 which i don't understand why it is but it is and it brings a lot of psychological things into it for example there's a scene where um this guy thinks he's made it out of the room but it's just a dream and um i'm i'm spoiling the movie again it's okay (laughs) he thinks he made it out of the room and his life started to go great but the thing that they did for this movie is i've seen two different endings of this movie they, they made two different versions they made it where he never made it out of the room and he died in the room and then there was another ending where he made it out of the room and his wife discovered what happened inside the room with him that it was real and i just thought it was insane how there's two endings why don't they do that nowadays with horror movies there could be one good ending and one bad ending I think nowadays they do a lot of cliffhangers, mostly. That's probably why. They don't want to, like, tell you what happened. Yeah, so they can make more movies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's why they keep on reviving, like, Jason or Michael Myers, because, like, you don't want to kill off the, like, main killers too soon. Like, there's money to be made here. Yeah, to be honest, once it gets past the sequel, usually it gets bad. After some some movies actually are pretty good at keeping the movie interesting, like after the first and second and third, but there's a lot of movies that after the second one it just starts going downhill and it starts getting really cheesy and they start introducing like new characters and everyone's just like I want the old characters and stuff like that. You know, this is really interesting. You know, someone who's never really watched horror movies, um, it's very interesting to hear the appeal about it. Um, Personally, I'm more interested in, like, horror games and things like that because although it is just as scary, I find this sort of, like, intensity to be really fun. I don't know. I saw The Sixth Sense in the theater, which I guess dates me because that was, what, 1999? Um, (laughs) And I was out. That movie did it for me, and I never saw another scary movie after that. That summer, I saw The Blair Witch Project and Sixth Sense, and then I was decided I was done. Can we all talk about, for a second, how uh, The Conjuring movies are based <laughs> on true stories? Jessica, you're obsessed with The Conjuring movies. Okay, I'm obsessed with the fact that they're based on true stories. <laughs> and every other movie, except for The Nun, has been touched. The Nun, the, the Nun horror movie from The Conjuring series is a real story it's it's a true story i'm never watching because i refuse to watch a movie that is not at least somewhat fabricated because it's terrifying it, it's a terrifying thought for me i watched the first five seconds i'm like i'm done done i'm out i, I wish i could watch more horror movies but like it's like like because i wanted to watch the new candy man that came out and then halloween kills but then my mom really doesn't like horror movies so it's like i can't really go and watch it Cause I was gonna, I was gonna try to watch Candyman for my birthday, but it was like, a, my mom was there and she doesn't really like horror movies, and b, my sister, my little, my little sister was also there and she's not old enough, so that was we pretty much just went with Shang Chi, so. 
All right. Thanks, Josh, for that little segment there. Um, we're going to move on to our next section, which is scary attractions. So a few weeks ago, I went to Halloween Horror Nights with one of my friends at Universal Studios Hollywood. After 7, the park kind of gets, you know, like, creepy. Like, all the actors there dress up in all these costumes, and there's people walking around in masks, and there's fog machines. Um, the whole park kind of transforms, and they have um, scary attractions that take over some of the rides, as well as unique things that pop up um, only in uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one was, that was uh, very scary. Um, and The Exorcist, they're like houses, or they look like houses, but they actually go back really far. And um, you walk through kind of like a story, and there's a bunch of people wearing costumes, and they're like getting up close to you with like chainsaws, or they're like banging on windows. Yeah, a few times I was uh, quite frightened, you could say. But um, I thought it was fun. Uh, they had The Haunting of Hill House, which was a Netflix horror series. They had a little, another pop-up. They're all like these pop-ups that take place in either next to or like one of the actual permanent rides or in like a parking lot and um i think definitely the chainsaw one was the best out of the three um yeah they also have like some creepy mazes but i didn't go in any of them because i was getting pretty tired and also i don't like being scared when i'm tired because kind of worsens the experience yeah, I had a similar experience actually. A few weeks ago, I went to the Not Scary Farm. It was, compared to other years, in my opinion, it really wasn't that great. Cause I know I went two years ago, but before the pandemic, and it was really fun that year, and I felt like I was constantly getting scared. But I feel like this year, the actors just weren't into it. I don't know why. They just like wouldn't really try. They'd put like your hand, their hand in your face, and then just like walk away. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. So. Honestly, I think it's a little odd sometimes uh, to pay people to run up and like just scream in your face. And if you don't respond, it's kind of funny. I don't know if you guys have seen them, but there's like some videos where either uh, somebody will run up and try to scare a kid and the kid will not understand that they're trying to scare him and like give him a hug. Uh, Or like I've also seen people go absolute like insane mode where they're being chased by somebody in like some haunted house or something like that. Uh, and then somebody like does some crazy trick where they like climb up over a shelf or something like that and hide and the person runs by and they come back down and like grab something and chase after them and like scare the actor themselves. Uh, There can be a lot of chaos when it comes to people spooking each other. Yeah, I feel the same way I do about the scary haunted horror places as I do about um, uh, what are those get out rooms or what are they called? Escape rooms. rooms. Thank you. I don't want to pay to get locked in somewhere i forget what it's called but i know there's some place i want to say it's in orange county it's called like 17th door or something yeah something like that um speaking of which we also have a special guest today jackson who's willing to join us in our conversation well i've done somewhere in the like 160s 70s escape like escape rooms all over the country and the kind of the world I've done like three in Germany and uh, some in Louisiana and some in Denver and other places. But I can see how people like 
think it's weird getting like paying to get locked into a room like so that's some people's fears but that's like specifically why they say at the beginning like we don't actually lock you in the room because it's not technically legal Unless you're in Europe, where they basically can do any, you don't have to, you don't have to sign a waiver. They can do anything to you. Like some of them are more story based, but for the most part, it's just like a kind of like a team building exercise where you have to figure out a bunch of different puzzles related to the room to get out. And if you don't do it in a certain amount of time, then you fail. So I haven't done many of the scary ones. My mom and dad have, like, they've done ones where you sacrifice people and stuff. I know of one in Europe where I think you have to sign a waiver just for this part, but otherwise you don't, where you give them, like, allocation to, like, from out during the game, someone could come out, grab one of your teammates, drag them away, and you could be, like, basically touched in any way or tased. I've seen, I've seen a lot of, like, really cool ones. Uh, Louisiana, I did one that was pirate-themed, and it basically uh, was this really small wooden room, and then you go through the door, out the door, and it opens up into a, almost the size of, like, if you can imagine those buildings in Universal Studios where they put, mo like, movie sets on. That big, uh, one part of it was covered in sand with a lake in one corner, a big pirate ship in another corner. It was, like, a huge room. And I've done ones where, like that have just really cool mechanics. Like one of them was like you put someone in like it was a Houdini one, and you did the sword in the box where someone gets in the box and you input three swords, and all of a sudden we heard a bang and the person we opened the box and they were gone. We look over to the side and where this like water tank trap was, they were all of a sudden just in there, and it was like one of our group members, and they were just in there. But like m most of them. You can find good scary ones, but scary ones aren't usually as fun. You usually go for to scary ones like you do for Universal Studios to get scared. Because scary ones, they usually have like the easiest puzzles, mm -hmm. but like the only challenge is one, you're being scared, and two, they're usually very dark, so you can't see anything. Like you can't see the locks you're doing or anything. Mm -hmm. That's the only real challenge to them. I've done like uh, maybe 15 escape rooms in my life probably less but um escape rooms are I love them so much and one time we were doing this escape room uh that usually takes people they gave us 70 minutes and it usually takes people uh, around 70 minutes to escape because it was a really hard escape room and we were doing it and then all of a sudden um we figured this one puzzle out I don't want to say the puzzle in case you could end up doing it. It's the Da Vinci Code one. And we figured this one puzzle out before we were supposed to figure it out. So he's like, over the comm said, you don't need that yet. And then we solved it like five minutes off from the record time. And we were so close and we got so mad at us. We're like, oh, come on. We could have let six minutes go. I mean, like things like these are like really scary. I mean, like, speaking of scary, you know, some people were thinking about having a debate over the podcast. Yeah. If you guys would like to start that. We're here to answer the question, are ghosts real? They are. I want to talk about Ed and Lorraine Warren, the only people in the world who was recognized by the Catholic, Holy Catholic Church, by the Pope himself, as ghost hunters and demonologists. They exercise people, and all the Conjuring movies are based off true stories. Okay, so this is a controversial topic because I used to believe that I'm not in them. They're like they weren't real, and now I do. 
But I remember one night when my brother was like five or six, we were home. I was getting home from like basketball or something. And all of a sudden he just started screaming and pointing at the corner of the room where there was nothing there. And he said he saw something that was like shaped like a butterfly and it told him to get out. So it scared me and my mom because we were by ourselves with him so bad that we like got the keys and then we just left the house to go to my grandparents' house. But funnily enough that uh, we learned that I, my mom has a friend who I also am friends with her like older son, but their kid, uh, there's this thing where like kids can see ghosts but they have to like choose if they want to or not. Mm-hmm. And usually, uh, according to like articles, the first, like the thing they see to make them say if they want to or not is a butterfly. Mm-hmm. And it like comes in the shape of butterfly. But like, uh, we were, I was listening to his mom and she was saying like, he'll just talk to the corner where his like, and say hi to his gr- like great grandfather. He'll just talk to him while the piano's just playing. Not mine, but I know uh, my friend, my friend's younger brother can like see ghosts, and oh. I like I don't know why I have so many people like that I know, but my other friend from fifth grade, his mom was a not like a fortune teller, but she came in like not an exorcist, but she could see like she could see spirits on you, and like yeah, um, I actually have a really similar thing. Uh, when I was younger, I used to, me, both me and my sister when we were younger, my mom says that we used to talk about the man in the corner of the room. Uh, and then, uh, and like by the features, my mom thought it was my great-grandfather. Uh, with no idea. Uh, and then recently my aunt has told us about my cousin who's, he's not young, but or he's young, but he's not like a child's baby. Um <laughs> But he has, she, she like one time walked in on him just talking to like no one. And, and she was like, who are you talking to? And he's like, oh, it's, it's the girls, but they're gonna, uh, they're leaving now to go see somebody. Uh, and so it, they, she thinks that it was uh, my great grandparents, uh, my grandma and her friends, which is very spooky. All right, <laughs> time to disprove some stuff. One, uh, Warren, whatever their name was. Uh, the Catholic Church says a lot of things trigger warning it's a religion there's thousands of them not one can say what's true uh personal experiences with friends and family uh i can't say too much without really offending people like (laughs) like what perhaps was your six-year-old brother playing a prank or is your grandma's friends are they schizophrenic i can say that my brother is not schizophrenic but I do know that he has never had anything like that before, like before or after. Mm-hmm. And it was, if it was a prank, then good on him. Cause it was the most convincing thing. Cause he was yeah. like crying his heart out yeah. and like screaming that it wanted us out of the house. He just kept saying that it was repeating. It wanted us out of the house. And I don't see why he would do that for a prank. I think that's a point for us. That's a point for, yes, our ghost real. That's a point. Some people in this room do not believe they work. I personally do because I've had many experiences with them. I, one example, let me just say, it was the story I told earlier. And another example was we went to this farm that we stayed in for um, a few days. And we played the Ouija board. And um, 
while we were playing, there was no wind. It was completely dry, no wind. And this tree was moving by itself. No other tree was moving, just that one. There was not wind. Just that one tree was moving. Like the whole, like the leaves were moving. I think even I would be creeped out by that. I don't yeah. really like, you know. That is creepy. I don't really subscribe to this kind of stuff, but even I would be like, what? Yeah. I do have a question. Is this the famed Ouija board that you used when the creepy thing happened? Yes, it is. It is very much the same Ouija board. So this Ouija board has been tried and tested, and it has worked in the past. It's been used four times okay. with my family. So who should we try to contact on this thing? I wouldn't. I would just try to contact anyone we can. Jess wants to say Zozo. So you can even look him up. Zozo has been is a famed demon for the Ouija boards. Well, I wonder what spirits are, are haunting El Segundo. Shall we begin? So when we started, uh, I think the ghost was peaceful and did not want to speak to us at all because we called him down from wherever he was. I'm just going to assume he's a he him. I'm sorry if that's wrong. And he just was annoyed with us. He's like, why the heck am I here? I, I want to go. Leave me alone. So we activated it, and then the ghost proceeded out to spell FS, 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 like a lot. And then we asked it how old it was, and it said 45. And then I. And then it said 4G, 5G. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, all of you guys, for talking about your experiences. That's pretty much it for this episode of the Smart Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Spooky edition. Woo.